I'm Hannah Trum, and this is the Hypocritical Podcast. More than 15% of the American population is over the age of 65. That means that more Americans are looking for help to care for their elderly family members. Outside of making sure that your older family members are healthy and safe, Americans should also make sure that their chosen care partner keeps their sensitive information confidential. Elderly care organizations need to comply with HIPAA regulations and security rules, especially if they deal with their patients' medications, doctors, or other information. What is the best way for these types of organizations to approach HIPAA compliance and securing data? How do we keep the most vulnerable members of our society safe from bad actors? John Binbrook, president of Oasis Senior Partners, and Paul Jovacchini, Enterprise Customer Success Manager at Popbox, joined Sierra Langston on today's episode to discuss HIPAA compliance training, assessing risk management, and unencrypted data vulnerabilities. Hey, John and Paul, thanks for joining me today. I'm very happy to have you both on. Hey, Sierra. It's good to be with you guys. Hi, Sierra. Thanks for having us. John, can you provide some background on Oasis Senior Advisors, who you guys are, where you're located, and who you all serve? That would be great. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, Oasis Senior Advisors, we're a national franchise system of certified senior advisors. We work with seniors and their families in supporting the need of those seniors when it's when it's really too difficult or too dangerous for them to live independently. We're a free service to families um, and, and assisting them you know, while they're really investigating their care needs, and we provide those options for them. It's a great mission. It's an incredibly rewarding uh, business for our franchisees. I was actually an advisor outside in the Philadelphia area before joining our corporate team in Bonita Springs, Florida. I'm incredibly excited about you know our momentum. We, you know, 2020 was challenging for everybody if you haven't paid attention, um, but we had an incredibly solid year. Um, it spoke to our focus, our creativity, and our dedication to really working with our families. And, and I'm super excited about the momentum we built and what we're taking into 2021. I'm the president of the business. And Paul, do you mind providing some background on yourself and your current role at Pawbox? Definitely. Um, I'm currently a enterprise customer success manager at Pawbox, coming up on my one year. And what I do is I work with our partners to make sure that they're sending uh, secure PHI to uh, practices, to their patients, uh, all through electronic email, and also making sure that uh, every PHI is encrypted and secure with our customers. Okay, great. Thank you both. John, how often does your organization perform risk assessments? We do that annually. Um, our, our security assessments are conducted annually, and we it's really to confirm compliance with the security standards and specifications mm-hmm. as um, outlined in our corporate HIPAA compliance policy and procedures. So we're doing it, you know, the main reason we're doing it is to deter- determine if, you know, the controls that we have in place are effective, certainly um, to reduce the, the risk and vulnerabilities and, and really ensure that we're staying within the HIPAA compliant uh, regulation policy and directives. And how did you determine that your organization needed to become HIPAA compliant? Well, we were we were pretty tight on um, on you know our security, but you know as we got more and more to handling our clients' information, our seniors' information, that really got into some pretty um, specific information that we wanted to make sure we were secure. And so we uh, um, engaged a third party. Uh, compliance company, if you will. And they Mm. did a pretty good audit on us and they gave us some great recommendations, which we've been implemented. Paul, this question is for you. What is the importance of a business associate agreement, BAA for short? 
Sure. Yeah. So uh, BAA, uh, like you just said, is a business associate agreement. Um, first off, it's a covered, uh, it's a contract that uh, is between a covered entity. So like Oasis, think health plans, healthcare providers, and a business associate, which that is a third party vendor, something like Palbox. And what it does is it specifies what each part responsibility is when it comes to handling PHI. Um, a BAA is a HIPAA requirement. And uh, it conveniently comes with every Palbox uh, license. Great information there. And John, back to you. How do you train your team on HIPAA compliance since that is such a specialty of yours? Yeah, well, we've really put, uh, we double down on this. All of our new employees must complete a HIPAA compliance training within 30 business days of their hire. Additionally, all corporate team members participate in quarterly trainings, varying HIPAA topics. Uh, that training is led by our compliance officer. Trainings range from online to self-guided to live uh, and virtually led. You know, our, our franchisees are also trained on the handling. So it's not just our corporate office. It's, it's how are they handling PHI, EPHI, and HIPAA compliance. It's part of our training cycle, and it's included in our operations manual as well. So we really take it seriously. So do we. We, uh, we actually have HIPAA compliance training as well per our high trust certification. And John, next question is for you. Identifying vulnerabilities is a requirement of the HIPAA security rule. How often does your team perform vulnerability scans? Yeah, I'd say on average, um, on a quarterly to biannually basis, unless we identify a reason to conduct an assessment sooner. For example, a reported or suspected breach, Mm -hmm. an email hack. That certainly, that happened to me personally, and our team jumped all over it, and we took the necessary steps to make sure that we, you know, we corrected that as soon as possible. If you don't mind me asking, um, what did, what did that, that breach entail? Uh, somebody hacked into my email and was looking for information. They had sent uh, a very specific, very well-written, very believable email um, to all my contacts, both professionally and personally. Um, so I got double hacked. I don't know how that happened, but we've changed it. But it was looking for information. They basically had a link, and it uh, it looked like I was sending out an RFP. Then to get the RFP, they had to set a link, and I'm sure that that was riddled with peril if anybody did that. So we communicated effectively out to everybody that we thought would have been reached, and uh, you know we've since taken corrective measures to make sure that you know that doesn't happen again. Yeah, I'm sorry that happened, but it's you know I wanted to know just for use cases so people know what what's out there and what these phishing emails look like. I think that's really helpful for both myself and the, and our listeners. So, yeah. John, the majority of PHI breaches result from unencrypted data and the transmission of and unsecured PHI over open networks. What spurred your organization's need for secure HIPAA compliant email? Well. It, it, from our, we have a proprietary system, and communications sent through that software system contain sensitive data, as I indicated earlier, and personal health information of our clients that we, you know, really our franchises serve. Um, you know, we have to pay attention to that very, you know, seriously, and make sure that we're doing everything we can to protect it. So, in order to safeguard that information, we needed to implement encryption, and that holds true for our direct corporate communication, you know, the non-Oasis IQ email. So things mm-hmm. that are communicating back and forth just via email and between our franchisees, you know, lead sources um, and our communities as it relates to their clients. So everywhere where we're communicating across the board, um, you know, we're encrypting uh, that information. Okay, great. Paul, do you have any thoughts on this? That's a phenomenal start, um, John. And uh, yeah, so 
That is the first step in preventing a corrective action plan. Um, and we always take the, the idea of defense is the best offense. Uh, so when you are doing those, that proactive work of encrypting and sending PHI to prevent any type of HIPAA uh, breach, that's, that's the best policy forward for that, uh, to prevent a cap. Um, other things you could do is uh, always test the, test the system, right? You mentioned that uh, you've been hacked. So find any uh, gaps of the security that you have. Um, and the whole entire goal is we don't want to get into a CAP, a, a corrective action plan. We want to have that plan in place and avoid any type of HIPAA violation. And John, I know you plan on using our email API for franchise referrals. Can you dive into why you plan on using an email API? Yeah, sure, Sierra. So in, I guess, the first quarter of this year, now that we're in 2021, I keep forgetting, uh, we're implementing an online referral form for our anybody that wants to refer a family to us. So an elder care attorney, uh, a hospital, anybody that's touching a family that they think we can help serve through our services, we're providing that through an online referral uh, form. And it's a way for them to effectively and confidently be able to refer those the, those to us. And it's critical to us that our valued partner's information uh, that's submitted through that form be transmitted safely. And mm-hmm. the encryption API from Paulbox is going to be a key component to that security. So we're excited to work with you. Yeah, that's an absolutely great use for an email API. So thanks for explaining that. Sorry, Paul. Your turn. All <laughs> <laughs> good, Sierra. And John, we're really excited to work with you on that as well. Um, when I first heard of the project, I, I thought it was uh, really interesting and um, kind of excited to see how it goes out. We also have a lot of uh, other uses with our API, um, especially you know COVID with the vaccine, the testing, everything that's coming out. A lot of our customers are using the API to send test results to um, all the people that they are testing securely uh, encrypted hopefully with a negative result to those people. Um, and as the vaccines roll out as well, we're seeing a lot of API use. Um, it's incredibly easy to use as uh, John and the team has experienced. And uh, we look forward to, uh, to how this project comes out with you guys. Yeah, it's awesome. We're excited as well. It's just further, further helping us. It's, it's so important when we're communicating to, again, our referral partners, our, our assistant living communities, and most importantly, our families, is that we're, you know, the steps that we're taking to, to secure that information. Breach Report or any of the resources mentioned in this episode, please visit pawbox.com slash blog. Have you added Pawbox Secure to your fall calendar? We'll be back in person this year at the Park MGM in Las Vegas on September 29th and 30th for our fourth annual Cybersecurity and Innovation Conference. During this two-day event, you'll hear from industry experts like Kelvin Coleman of the National Cybersecurity Alliance discuss healthcare, compliance, and mitigating risk while mingling and networking with our speakers and your peers. If you're interested in sponsoring, speaking, or attending Pawbox Secure, please reach out to me at Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, at Pawbox, P-A-U-B-O-X.com. For additional information about Pawbox Secure, go to pawboxsecure.com. Have you joined one of our social mixers? Each month, we host a Zoom happy hour for networking and conversation with experts in healthcare and cybersecurity. All attendees are sent a beverage of their choice to enjoy during the event. To attend our June event for free, please email me at hannah at pawbox.com. Every episode of the Hypocritical Podcast is available on pawbox.com, or you can subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Hypocritical Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Trump, signing off.